Hey guys, welcome to the Filming with Josh podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Milligan, and this is episode 29, How to Direct an Interview. This is the Filming with Josh podcast, brought to you by Rustic River Media. Welcome to the videographer's home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Welcome, guys, back to the Filming with Josh podcast. It has been, uh, I'm ashamed to say this, three months since I've done a podcast. Um, I'm ashamed, but I'm not ashamed at the same time. I want to tell you a little bit about um, what I've been doing and why I've been a little absent from the Filming with Josh podcast and even some of the Filming with Josh Facebook group lately um, and kind of what I've been up to and, and what I plan to do here in the future. Um, about three months ago, I... Um, during the whole COVID thing, I guess we're still technically in the COVID thing. Um, I One of my clients, the one that I have posted about in the past that has the plastic surgeon that I do a lot of work for, she uh, gave me the green light to pick back up on the project for her. And that was a 130 video long project. Um, and yeah, you heard that right. 130 video long project. Um, definitely the the most amount of videos I've done for one client, <laughs> especially at one time. Um, but uh, I'm done with that project. But that's what I've been working on since, the, well, since the last podcast. Um, that's a lot of videos, guys. I recorded them. Um, I recorded some of them last year toward the end of the year. And then I recorded some of them in the spring right before COVID hit. Uh, or right as COVID was hitting, I guess. Um, but then we got the project put on pause because they had to furlough some of their employees uh, for the time being. Um, and so I went a while without doing the project, but then when they gave me the green light, I gave it my all and just wanted to get it wrapped up. It's a very long project because it's, it's interview driven and um, it is full of a lot of meticulous type things, not so much in the editing in regards to um, a lot of edits because it's really just, I mean, it's really just interview driven. Sometimes we have some photographs of before and ex after examples um, from plastic surgery uh, or different skin related things. But the bulk of it is just interviews, which doesn't sound hard except for you have to pay a lot of attention to what they're talking about. Um, if they repeat themselves on something, you have to cut that out. Sometimes you have to build sentences if they stumble over their words. And so one um, three minute long or four minute long interview could take you quite a while to cut together. And then on top of that, there's a lot of graphics. There's a lot of lower thirds. There's a lot of um, there's different title. Every single video has its own title slide. Um, every video has ending slides. Every video has um, has uh, logo reveals that I custom built myself, um, the way the lower thirds came on, I custom built myself, um, just different things. And, and every single one of those videos, you had to uh, copy all those graphics over and then tweak them for that one particular video. And that's, it, it's a lot of meticulous work and a lot of clicking and a lot of wanting to shoot yourself in the face. <laughs> um, and when I just about got the project done, I had finished the last 42 of them, which was the last section. Um, they told me that they needed to change the website for a different website on the last 42 videos. And they found that out last minute. And I had to go back and change the website on 42 videos and re-export and re-upload 42 videos. So <laughs> it was um, a daunting project. Great client, um, and I'm very happy for the work, and um, it was a great project to have. Paid well, um, definitely good for my wife and I, but at the same time, it was very monotonous. Uh, I know way more now about plastic surgery than I ever cared to know. Um, but I guess that's a pro, pro for my wife if she ever needed something. <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't. She looks great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a big project. It took a lot of my time. And honestly, I, I spent more time just trying to get that wrapped up um, before the, the fall hit um, rather than um, focus on filming with Josh. I just wanted to get get through the project, trudge through it, get through it, get it done. Um, and then I had this trip planned for Colorado that I, I just got back from last week um, where I was going to go with my dad and we were going to do like a, a seven day long fishing trip um, up in the South Platte River west of uh, Colorado Springs. And 
we've been planning on that for quite some time and I really wanted to get that project done before we left. And I did, I got it done. We flew out on a Saturday morning early and I got it done um, really late that Friday night. <laughs> it was one of those things where um, you're just like trying everything you can to get it wrapped up because I didn't want to think about it when I was in Colorado. I just wanted it to be over with. I wanted to go to Colorado and just have fun and not have to have any of that stress on my shoulders. Um, so I got it done and I went to Colorado and went on that trip, caught some browns and um, some brown trout. It was awesome. And then we came back and I, I took some more time off. I, I fished some around here and did some things around the house and around the office. Um, my wife and I are also in the middle of um, trying to build a house in New Braunfels, Texas. We love New Braunfels. It's about 15, 10, 15 minutes south of where I live now. It's not much of a move, but um, we just really like the town a lot. Um, and we really want to be a part of that community. So we're looking at building a house there and are trying to get that going. Um, and I'm trying to build a really nice office in my house. I'm going to build a studio in my house. And so that's been taking up a lot of my time as well. So between um, the 130 video long project, uh, my fishing trip to Colorado, um, some time I took off just to step away from video for a while, and my wife and I are trying to get this house going. Uh, amongst COVID, among all things, I have been super busy. That's why I haven't been on the podcast in a while, and it's also why I haven't been as active on filming with Josh as I normally would be. Um, I did get on uh, whenever the A7S III and the Canon R5 cameras were announced. Obviously, there's a lot of interest there. I did take some time to kind of look at some of that, but... Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where I've been. Um, I got a little burnt out too. I, I got so over editing and sitting in my office and working on this video project. Um, I couldn't wait for it to be done. And so that's another thing. I just want to get away from it from a while, for a while, you know, and it's hard to be very creative when you're working on monotonous, uh, medical, interview-driven type videos. Um, so I feel like I haven't done anything creative. I haven't done anything creative in a while. Um, but... I do have some really neat projects coming up. I just about closed the deal on one of my uh, one of the bigger commercial projects I've ever done. Um, I'm going to be taking that project on. Hopefully, we're hopefully we're going to start script writing it this week, actually. Um, and the plan is to start shooting that project here in the next couple weeks, and that's going to be exciting. Um, I'll give more details out uh, about that after the contract is officially signed and we begin um, uh, pre-production on it. But that's an exciting project. And I have a few others as well that I'm getting ready to just to start filming um, or start pre-production for rather uh, and getting ready for filming. Um, so I'm pretty excited. They're, they're a little bit more creative and a little less monotonous. Um, so I'm pretty pumped. And then we have the fall coming up. I know many of you that listen to this podcast are in the outdoor filming side of things. And I know that you're probably getting excited for the fall hunting seasons. I am as well. Um, less so about the video side of it, but more so because I can't wait to go sit in a deer stand. Um, but I'm excited for archery season to get here. I've already been um, spending a lot of time applying for Texas public land hunts. I do that every year. I usually get drawn for a few different things every year. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so I, there's a lot of things going on right now. The fall's coming, election time's coming. Um, it's just a lot going on. But today I'm excited to get back on the podcast and talk about filming and video production. Today's podcast is gonna be about um, how to direct an interview. It doesn't matter it doesn't really matter what side of the video world you're in, whether you do commercials or corporate videos or whether you do uh, documentary videos, whether you do news, whether you do, um, for those of you in the outdoor world, whether you do hunting or fishing videos, um, other than really like weddings and music videos, uh, most, most of your typical video industries or most industries that you might do video for, um, you're gonna need to know how to do interviews. Uh, and not every video calls for an interview, but video inter knowing how to do interviews is a very crucial part of video production because there's gonna be so many different videos uh, out there that call for interviews. And, and maybe not for the entire video to be uh, an interview, but it might call for interviews to be a part of it, you know? 
I've done videos that are completely interview driven with literally no B-roll or anything. It's just interviews. I've done vid videos where I've had interviews mixed with voiceover. I've done videos where I've had interviews mixed with voiceover mixed with infill dialogue. <laughs> but I've done a lot of videos that um, involve interviews from the medical field like I just got through doing, which were 100% interview driven. Um, to creative projects. I've done interviews for so many different types of things from events to medical stuff to corporate work, um, you name it. Interviews are very important. And so knowing how to conduct an interview is an extremely important thing because it could be the difference between um, a video that comes across the way you want it to come across and a video that comes across like crap. And that's that really is a reality of it. If you don't know how to conduct an interview, um, it could end up biting you later on in your career when you do interview videos or videos that require interviews. Um, because there's a big difference between directing an interview like we're going to talk about today and just sitting someone down and telling them to talk. <laughs> Two drastically different things. And that's that's kind of what I want to dive into today. Now, today's podcast is not going to be about sound design for an interview. If you do want to know more about sound design uh, for interviews or how to... Um, conduct uh, or capture audio during an interview, I, I want to to recommend you listen to episode 27 of the Filming with Josh podcast. Episode 27 is titled, How to Capture Perfect Sounding Audio for Interviews. Um, that's a great podcast where I dive in the different types of microphones out there for capturing interviews indoors and outdoors, um, how to double mic people, maybe with like boom mics as well as lapels. I talk about a lot of different things. Um, so if you're interested in sound design for an interview, um, check out that podcast. Again, that's episode 27. Um, but today's podcast is not going to talk about that. It's not going to talk about how to lighting interview. It's not going to talk about how to film it. Today's is specifically about directing an interview. And I'll tell you what kind of prompted this podcast. It was uh, my friend Michael Cochran. Uh, Michael lives in California, and he's um, been an up-and-coming filmmaker. He's a part of the Filming with Josh Facebook group. You've probably seen him post there a fair amount. He's a very intelligent filmmaker who um, is really talented, and he asks a lot of really great questions. And uh, last night, I kind of woke up in the middle of the night. I had kind of a I don't know, I kind of had a rough dream last night. I won't dive into that. <laughs> but I had a rough dream and I woke up in the middle of the night and couldn't sleep for a little bit. And I noticed that Michael had posted um, a question in the Filming with Josh group. And I'm going to read that question to you. It says, Hello, filming friends. How do you prepare for a small business commercial with an interview-driven narrative? It's common to cut away from the interview to showcase the business or service the client offers. Is it my job as the videographer to interview these clients by asking them questions that I have prepared? If the client comes up with a script, do they have to rehearse this, or is it upon the videographer to teleprompt the script? Michael, that's a great question, and you literally prompted today's podcast because I felt like that's such a great, uh, such a great question to answer and such a great topic to discuss. When you are a videographer who is hired to do a video for uh, a small business or a medical practice, uh, or maybe it's a big company and, and your, your company is hired as a team to come in and make, to take over a really big project. It is your job as either the freelance videographer or as the production company, if you're doing it on a larger scale, to conduct the interview. It is your job to make sure that the client knows what they're going to talk about and how they're going to talk about it. Now, you might have a client who's really sobby with this kind of stuff. Maybe they've uh, done interviews in the past and they kind of know what they want to talk about. And they might um, be prepared and already have stuff together before they even hire you. But it's still your job to direct that interview, irregardless of whether they are, are preparing the script or not. And the reason is, is it's, as a videographer, like you are the hired professional, right? Like you're the one who's hired to come in and to conduct the interview. You're the one who's lighting it, um, setting up the uh, sound design. You are the one, even if you hire an audio guy, I mean, if this is your job, it's your job to oversee all that, right? So it's your job to set up the sound design, to, um, to light the interview, to bring in the cameras, and, and to direct it. And it's also your job to obviously edit it and put it together if you're going to be the one handling all that. And they're hiring you because you're the professional 
with the video skills, right? And so it's your job to direct this interview and it's your job to be in control. And so in saying that, how do you do that, right? How do you become in control of uh, of an interview? And there's multiple types of interviews out there and not every interview you'll be able to prepare for. Um, for instance, if you're doing off the cuff interviews at an event, I've done uh, many of these where maybe you're filming a video for an, a, an event and maybe uh, the client comes up and says, hey, get some interviews of people while you're here, some testimonies and stuff. Or maybe get some interviews of some of the workers. Uh, or maybe you plan on doing that from the get-go. Those are going to be more off-the-cuff. You're probably not going to script those or, or maybe even know going in um, exactly what you're going to ask. So that's a little different than maybe a scripted interview. There's different types of interviews. And to me, there's really uh, three different types of interviews that, that I typically do in my work. There's the off-the-cuff, run-and-gun interviews where you're at like an event or something and you're just throwing a mic on someone and getting, uh, getting a quick interview of them. Um, then there is the other end of the spectrum, which are scripted interviews, where you write a script ahead of time, word for word, what the client is going to say, um, and then you either teleprompt it or have the client memorize it. And then there's the middle ground where you prepare some questions and you kind of know what you're going to ask and you kind of know how you want to conduct the interview, but there's no script. Those are really the three primary types of interviews. And today we're going to break down all three. Um, we're going to start with the easiest one, which is the off-the-cuff interview. An off-the-cuff interview is when you are at, a, let's just say you're at an event, and I'll give you an example. And in fact, I'll give you real-world examples for each of these. Um, one of my clients is an auctioneer company, um, and they brought me out to do a video about their auctions. They, they, they auction off heavy equipment, farm equipment, tractors, big lawnmowers. Um, they also do ATVs, four-wheelers, just different types of large, heavy equipment. Uh, and they, they, it's a big business, man. They make a lot of money. They sell a lot of equipment for a lot of people and they travel all over and they were going to be, they're out of Georgia, but they were going to be having uh, an auction in Texas and they found me and had me come out and film the event. And the idea was to film the event and make a marketing video that does two things. One is to promote the event, um, for, future years. And the other is just to promote their company in general. This is going to be a website video, um, a social media advertising video, that type of thing. So coming in for for that type of uh, project, um, I was getting a lot of B-roll of the event. I got some interviews that were pre-planned. And then I got some off-the-cuff interviews. And the off-the-cuff interviews I got were people in the crowd that I just pulled aside and asked if I could film them, told them I was told them I was working on um, a video for uh, the auctioneer and wanted to know if I could just get a quick testimony from them. That is an off-the-cuff interview. And so, um, so I've done this two ways. Um, for some events, I've had uh, audio guys come and they'll literally have a wireless boom pole that they will hold over them and, and I'll just hit the camera and I'll film it off the shoulder. Um, shoulder mounted. Then there are times where uh, maybe I'm doing it by myself and I'll just throw a lav mic on them. Um, or maybe if I'm close enough to them, I'll even do it off the shotgun mic off my camera. That's not the ideal way to do it, but you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Um, but for the most part, I'll throw a lav mic on them if I'm doing it myself and I'll either film them on a tripod or off the shoulder, depending on the aesthetic I want. And I'll just ask them some questions. I'll be like, hey, all right, so state your name and tell me why you're here and what your overall experience is. That's it. That's all I do to direct them. It's not a big deal. That's why this is the easiest type of interview out there. It's off the cuff. It's super easy, and it doesn't have to be very in-depth. Just like, hey, tell me your name, um, maybe maybe even where you're from, uh, what brought you here, and what your overall experience is. And so the guy might come on and be like, all right, well, uh, hi, I'm Eric. And then you stop him, and you say, hey, all right, try, try doing that again. And this is where the directing comes in. And you'd be like, do that again, but try to take the high out. Oh, okay, okay. I'm Eric, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I traveled down to Texas for this auction because this is the best equipment auction I can find around, and uh, my experience today has been fantastic. These guys have every type of machinery you can imagine from tractors and bulldozers to all the way down to lawnmowers. Um, I came here looking for a tractor, but I think I'm going to buy more than I came than I came to, to, to get. Man, I, I love this. This is great, and I'll definitely be coming back in the future. Done. 
off the cuff, great interview testimonial that you could throw in that uh, video edit for the auctioneer, right? And then you could go over and you could pull over four or five different people and just get a bunch of off the cuff interviews. You're still directing them. You're telling them what to say and how to say it, but you're not giving them the exact words. You're just like, you're, you're prompting them and telling them kind of what to talk about and then if you don't like the way they do something, then maybe you're you're telling them to redo something and, and have them redo it. So you're directing them. And a key there is just being very positive, right? You never want to be like, man, can you do that again? It just wasn't what I was looking for. Well, that's, that's not going to excite anybody, right? <laughs> so you want to be positive for an off-the-cuff interview. Um, and you want to be like, man, thanks for doing this for us. Here's what I'd like you to say. And then if they didn't do it the way you envisioned it, uh, or if they did, but maybe they that you want to tweak one thing, then you always want to be positive in that situation and be like, Eric, man, that was awesome. You did a great job. It's exactly like what I'm looking for. Uh, would you mind doing one more copy for me just so I have two takes? And on this one, uh, would you mind not saying hi at the beginning? Done. You're positive. You're um, giving them positive reinforcement, letting them know that you're excited about what they're doing. You're excited that they're participating that you're appreciative of them, that you're doing a good job, and you're being positive about it. Um, even if they're a little stiff, you can be like, man, that was great. You came off a little stiff, though. Relax. Like, this is easy. We may not even use it. Just relax and talk to me like I'm your friend. And then you just be positive the whole time. And if you're positive, they will feed off of that. So it's important that you be outgoing. Even if you're not an outgoing person, you got to suck it up here. You got to be outgoing, be positive, and just be like, man, thanks for doing this. Here's, uh, here's kind of what I want you to say. Oh, awesome, great job. Man, that was awesome. You know, that type of thing. And if you're positive, they're going to feed off of that and they're going to give you what you want. That's how you do an off-the-cuff interview. It's not a big deal. It doesn't have to be rocket science. You just kind of have to know what you want them to say uh, and kind of how you want them to say it and just ask them and prompt them. Um, for off-the-cuff interviews, you're typically not going to be asking anybody who's been on camera before. Um, so it's important that you don't overcomplicate it and, and have them say like 35 different things, right? Just give them short, sweet stuff like, hey, tell me who you are, where you're from, why you're here, what your experience is. You know, something kind of like that. And if you if you keep it short and sweet, then they will um, they'll be able to do it relatively easily. And I have found it's been my experience that most people can handle something like that. And they'll give you a great 20, 30 second soundbite that you might be able to pull some audio from and be able to use in your edit. And it really brings your edit to life. So for off the cuff interviews, that's kind of how I conduct them. Um for the other kind of interview, we're going to go to the middle ground now. And this is the more complicated one. The middle ground interview is 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 less it's less off the cuff because you know kind of what you want to talk about going into it. Um, but it's not scripted. It's not written out what they're going to say. A great example for interviews like this are some of the dentist videos I've done. And most of the interviews you will probably do in your career will be this style of interview where it's not scripted, um, but you still have to be prepared. And so a great example of this is I'm going to use Arbor Oaks Dental. I've done a lot of dental, dental videos, but um, we'll talk about Arbor Oaks um, because that's one of the more recent ones I've done. So it's a little more fresh on my mind. Um, on Arbor Oaks dental or more really any dentist video I've done, uh, most of them are going to be one to two minute long videos or two to three minutes, somewhere in that range. One, real, we'll just say one to three minute long videos. Um, and then you might make a condensed like 30 second or 60 second version that you can use for movie theater uh, pre-roll ads or Facebook ads, things like that. Um, so typically they're like a one to three minute long video with a, a small 30 or 60 second condensed version. And for something like this, typically what I do is I will come in and I'll spend half a day shooting nothing but B-roll of the dentist's office. I'll get all kinds of shots from gimbal shots to slider shots to uh, drone shots outside the office. I'll get shots of people getting operated on. I'll get shots of uh, close-up shots of people picking up equipment. I'll get shots of people getting greeted as they walk in the door, shots of uh, physicians writing down stuff, shots of people getting x-rayed, you name it. I get all kinds of creative B-roll. And I spend about half a day getting that. Um, and typically, I only need to be there one day, and I spend the first half getting nothing but B-roll, and then I spend the second half doing the interviews. And the interviews are the most important part of this video. They're more important than the B-roll. And how you 
how you direct that interview is and what they say is more important than not only the B-roll, but the way you light the interview, the way the sound is on the interview. I mean, obviously you gotta be able to see the people and they need to be in focus and, and you gotta be able to hear legibly what they say, but sound quality, lighting design, um, the different types of cameras you use, the color grading you do, the B-roll, none of that matters as much as what they say and how they say it in the interview. Because the interview is what's telling the viewer what's going on, like who we are, what we offer, that type of thing. So, so directing the interview is the single most important part of the entire video. And as such, it's important that you know how to direct. What you don't wanna do, and, and I did this as, as a new filmmaker when I was first starting out, and I've seen this time and time again with people as they're kind of getting in their video career who are inexperienced with interviews. And they will sit someone down for an interview and they'll spend a lot of time lighting it and getting the audio figured out, but then they look like a deer in headlights when the interview starts. And as such, so does the client, right? The client looks at the camera and is like, uh... So what do you want me to do? What do you want me to talk about? And they have no idea what's going on. And if you don't know what's going on and you can't tell them what's going on, then you guys are up for a disaster. <laughs> you look amateur, which you are, and that's, that's okay. Um, but wouldn't you rather look like you know what you're doing, right? And you definitely want your client to know what he's doing or she's doing and what's going on. And so knowing how to direct the interview is extremely important. You don't want them to just sit down and be like, all right, and go, because <laughs> they're not gonna know what's happening. It's important that you sit them down and you direct them. And this is where a little bit of pre-production and a little bit of preparedness come into play. The first thing you wanna do for an interview like that, and, and I'll go ahead and let me take a step back. I will say this. Nobody listening to this podcast is a dentist. Maybe you are, but if you are, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. You have an awesome career and you probably make more money than any of us and I don't know why you're listening to this. <laughs> but if you are a dentist, or excuse me, unless you are a dentist, you probably have no idea what the terminology is or the different services that dentists provide. You may have had braces and now your teeth are straight or maybe you've gone in and had a cavity filled or or maybe you've had your teeth cleaned or something, but that's probably all you know about dental stuff, right? Like we don't know anything about dentistry and I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about dentistry, but that doesn't mean that I can't be prepared and go in knowing what to ask. And so what I do when I get into a dentist video, and I'm, and again, this applies for not just dentist work. It, this could be for a hunting show. This could be for a fishing show. This could be for a documentary film. This could be for a small business marketing video for a, an industrial client or a university recruitment video. I mean, there's so many different videos out there that this could apply to. I'm just using dental video because it's, it's a great example. And, uh, and actually, and what I'm going to do when I post this, I'm going to post this podcast in the Filming with Josh page. And if you're not on the Filming with Josh page, uh, go to Facebook, type in Filming with Josh and ask to join that group today. And uh, I'll be sure to accept you as soon as I see the request. And I, when I post this podcast here, I'm going to put examples of each of these types of, of interviews. I'll put in there the off-the-cuff event video uh, interview for the, um, for the auctioneer company. I'll put uh, Arbor Oaks Dental down uh, for this type of interview. And then I'll even put the next type of interview down as well. So if you want to see uh, see what I talk about right now in action, go to Filming with Josh uh, when, I, when this podcast is up and look at the post and you'll see example videos there. Um, but for for example, though, and, and so again, this applies to a lot of things, but we're just going to talk about dentist stuff so I can show you a direct example. Um, whenever I worked with Ian Bronner with Arbor Oaks Dental, I don't know anything about dentist work. I had shot dentist videos in the past, so I kind of had an understanding of how they worked, but I still don't know it. I'm not a dentist, right? But what I did is, and this is very important no matter what type of video you're doing, when you're doing an interview like this, you reach out to the client and you say, hey, before I come next Thursday or whenever the video date is, you say, would you mind giving me, taking the time to give me a bulleted list of uh, the different things you would like to talk about in your video? Um, what are some of the, the characteristics that set your practice apart? What are some of the most important uh, things of note for your practice or things you really want your customers to know? And they're paying you to do this, right? So they're not going to mind taking the time to put together a bulleted list. Maybe they will, and if they will, well, that's their fault. But <laughs> they typically would not, will not mind taking five minutes out of their day to make a quick bulleted list for you and firing it on over. And what you're going to do is you're going to take that list and you're going to print it out or save it to your phone and you're going to bring it with you. And 
whenever you go to do the interview, and when I do, you'll see when you watch the Arbor Oaks Dental video, if you go to Facebook and watch it uh, when I post this podcast, what you'll notice is I don't just do one person in inter- uh, one person f- for the interview. I typically interview like uh, I'll interview the the dentist, the head, the lead dentist, um, and then I'll interview like another surgeon or another dentist or practice practitioner, and then I'll interview um, maybe a receptionist or something like that, so so that the audience can get uh, a variety of information from a variety of people, and then I'll typically cut in a few testimonies. Um, but we're we're going to start with Ian Bronner, who is the guy who runs. This is his dental practice. He runs Arbor Oaks Dental. And so when I was going to go meet with Ian, I had him send me a bulleted list of all the things he wanted to talk about. And so when I sat him down for his interview that afternoon, I had shot B-roll all morning, and now we're ready to talk about the interview. And when I sat him down, I said, hey, Ian, um, thanks for for hiring me for this job. Um, For the interview, this is not going to be anything tough. And I was real encouraging, right? Like, this isn't going to be anything hard. This is going to be easy. Um, I'm just going to prompt you and direct you the whole way, and we're just going to do this together. And he'll, he'll sit down, and he'll be like, all right, that sounds great. How do you want to start off? And I'll say, all right, Ian, for the very first part of this interview, and this is me directing him, I'll say, for the very first part of this interview, I want you to just look into the camera, look into the lens, and just say, my name is Ian Bronner with Arbor Oaks Dental here in uh, Marble Falls, Texas. Actually, I just got this mixed up. My name is Ian Bronner with Arbor Oaks Dental in Austin, Texas. I did one in Marble Falls, so that's why I said that. <laughs> um, and I tell him, I tell him to say that, right? And so that's an easy sound bite to start off with. I'm not saying, all right, Ian, tell me about your dental practice, you know, where he's going to look at me like a deer in headlights. I'm giving him a quick, easy sound bite. And I shoot this off of multiple cameras so that I can um, easily cut between the interview and make it look seamless. And so I just look at him. And I'm like, all right, tell me that. Tell me, tell me my name. Tell me your name. Just say, I'm Ian Bronner with Arbor Oaks Dental here in Austin, Texas. And then I'll have him say it. And if I like the way he says it, then we'll roll on to the next thing. And if I don't, I'll I'll change it like we did with the off-the-cuff interview. He, maybe, maybe he looks kind of tense. I'll say, Ian, that was awesome. Great take. Um, I'd like to do another one. You came off great. I like the way you inflected your words, but you look a little tense. Like, shake around, shake your arms for me, you know, or loosen up a little bit. And or maybe I'll tell him a joke and just get him to loosen up some. And then I'll have him do it again. But the important part is, is that the first part of this interview is easy. It's a bite-sized chunk. It's just his name, the the dentistry practice he's with, and where he's located. It's a bite-sized chunk, and it's a good way to get started in the interview. And then after he says it, I'm like, man, look, see, that's not that hard, is it? And then he'll, you know, it makes him feel good, like, oh, this is this isn't gonna be that bad. You know, right? And then I handle the interview in bite-sized chunks from there. I don't expect someone to sit down and just spit off everything about their practice. I give them bite-sized chunks, shoot them on multiple cameras, and typically, if I'm able to, if it's a if it's a project where we're going to have B-roll, I'll cut in B-roll throughout, right? Um, and so this is this is the easiest way to do it. Once we get through that first bite-sized chunk, I then direct them on to the first bullet point. And so, for example, let's say that bullet list said um, a list of different, let's say the first part of that bulleted list is the different services that they provide. I'll look at Ian and I'll say, all right, you did great with that first part. Now for this next part, I want you to start it off with, here at Arbor Oaks Dental, we offer X, Y, and Z, and just list all the services you provide. And that's simple, right? It's not hard. So he looks into the camera and I tell him to go or say rolling, or whatever word or terminology I want to use, and he'll look in the camera and he'll say, here at Arbor Oaks Dental, we offer X, Y, and Z. And he'll go through and list all the things that he offers. And it's easy because it's his practice. He knows what he offers. And so I don't even have to tell him what he, I don't even have to remind him because he knows. He knows what he offers. And so all I, I just, I keep it simple, right? Just say here at Arbor Oaks Dental, we offer, and then just tell me what you offer. And then he does it, and it's super easy. And then once we get through that, we move on to the next, again, bite-sized chunk. And we just go through this bulleted list. And guys, I know nothing about dentistry. I know nothing about dentist work. But it's easy because I have a bulleted list to follow. I don't have to know everything, but I just pay attention to what he says and how he inflects it, and I just follow the bulleted, bulleted list. And the reason why I say inflection is 
I pay attention to how people say things because as an editor, I know, and this is something you'll only get through experience, but as an editor, I kind of know punctually how I want people to start and end sentences or how I want them to say things or maybe the speed at which I want them to talk. Um, and those are things you just get from experience. And when you're working with people, you'll pick up on things here or there and you can kind of direct them as such. And I won't go into all that today, but I will say you just pay attention to what they're saying and how they're saying it. If they stumble over their words, you're like, hey, you know what? You were doing great. You kind of stumbled since we got time. Let's redo this part. You know, and you just direct them through that bulleted list. You know, another example, maybe further on down the bulleted list, um, he mentions that healthcare coverage is uh, one of the things that sets them apart. So I'll look at him. I'll say, hey, Ian, for this next part, you mentioned to me that healthcare coverage is something that really sets you apart from your competitors because you offer a wide variety of healthcare options for basically anybody from people who don't have health insurance to people who have um, different types of health insurance. And you offer all kinds of options. So pretty much anybody can get healthcare uh, or can get can come in and have um, work done on their teeth, no matter their financial position or the coverage they have. And you, you told me that's something that's real important to your practice. So for this next section, I just want you to I want you to to talk about that and just start it off by saying, one of the things that sets us apart is our healthcare options. And then go in and tell me about your healthcare options. And see, it's easy. It's a bite-sized chunk. It's not overly complicated. And again, this is his practice, so he knows what he's talking about. So he'll just think about it for a second, and he'll say, all right, let's go. And he'll start it off. One of the things that sets us apart is our healthcare options. And then we offer blah, 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 blah. And he'll go through, and he'll, he'll say it. And if he stumbles over something, I'll pause him and have him redo it. But the point is, is again, it's a bite-sized chunk, and I'm following this bulleted list. And it's real easy for him because he knows his product, and he knows his service, and he knows what he what 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 they offer. And so it's easy for him to kind of roll through that list. And that's all I do, guys. It's not overly complicated. I have a bulleted list. I don't even know the industry, but I have a bulleted list that they send me, and I kind of walk through that list. Now, again, this other part I'm going to mention comes down to experience, but I do pay attention to um, what people talk about, and if they say something that I think they should elaborate on that maybe is not in the bulleted list, I may prompt them to do so. Um, let's say they're going through their, their let's say they're during the interview. Ian was to say something about. I don't know, maybe maybe he mentioned something about his typical age range and that wasn't in the bulleted list. And I might look at him and say, oh, hey, you know, that's a really good idea, Ian. You know, you mentioned something just a second ago about um, age ranges. Why don't you talk about that, what your target uh, age group is that you typically see? And then he might be like, yeah, that's a great idea. And then he'll talk about that. You know, so you do want to pay attention and, and you can work around and not, you don't just have to follow and stick to that bulleted list. The bulleted list is it's just a, it's a guideline, right? It's not rules are the only thing you could talk about, but it's just a guide to help you prompt your client. And then you just kind of, through experience, you pay attention to what they're talking about and you prompt other questions from there. But the important thing is, is that you stay positive, you have that list, so you have something to work off of, and that you are um, directing them and letting them know what to say and when to say it and how to say it, and that you're doing it in bite-sized bite chunks. And it's very important you do that. It's also important that you be commanding. If you feel like you don't like the way someone says something, don't just roll with it because you don't want to offend them. That's silly. Your job is to direct. Your job is to tell people what to do. So you can't be afraid to speak up. If someone says something that you don't like, make them redo it. That's what they hired you for. And if they get offended, that's their problem. You know, they'll get over it when they see the final product. You know, I've told people that, you know, I've worked with people in the past um, and said, hey, you know what? Um, you're going to hate me now, but you'll love me later type thing. You know, um, I, I don't recommend you tell everybody that, but I've told a few clients that. <laughs> but that's true though, right? So don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to ask people to redo things. If they're kind of stiff, make them loosen up. I remember last year I was filming a, a, a long distance shoot in Las Vegas. A guy shot a four mile rifle shot. Yes, you heard that correctly. A four mile long rifle shot. A bullet had a hang time of 23 seconds. Um, you haven't seen anything about that yet because we're still working on um, the logistics of that project. But anyway, whenever I was filming that, I was getting some inter off the cuff interviews in the field. And the guy who 
was kind of heading up the project, I just didn't like how tight he was. So I literally, I told him, I said, hey man, I want you to yell for me. And he's like, what? I said, yeah, I just want you to yell. We're in the desert. No one cares. Yell. Literally, just yell for me. He's like, why would I do that? Because I want you to get excited. Just look at me, man. Just be like, whoa, get excited. Get pumped up. And he thought I was crazy, but I made him do it. And so he finally did. He looked at me. He's like, whoa. And he got all excited. And then he looked at me. He's like, man, that fired me up. I'm ready. Let's do this. And that's me directing. I commanded him. I directed him. I got him fired up. And then he, man, he pounded through these off-the-cuff interviews in the desert. And we freaking killed it. And he came across way better because I directed him and I told him to, to loosen up and I helped him loosen up. And so it's your job as a filmmaker, as a director, to direct people and to, to be commanding and to, to let them know what to do and when to do it. It's your job to loosen them up. It's your job to prompt them. And so if you can learn to, to do that, you'll be a great videographer when it comes time to, to record interviews. And really anything else, everything I'm talking about right now lends itself to other aspects of videography, but in particular interviews, um, learning how to do these things are really important. So yeah, whenever you're doing um, not so much scripted interviews, but you're doing interviews like this where, where you're going to sit down and you kind of know what you want them to talk about, um, but it's not scripted, this is how you do it. You get a bulleted list, or, or if you're filming, like for those of you in the hunting world, if you're filming a hunt and you're doing interviews afterwards, maybe you make the bulleted list uh, and you make it while you're out in the field, you know, um, because you're keeping note of all the things that happen. Um, but it's it's just come with a bulleted list. It's, it's, it's important that you do. Have it on your phone. Have it printed out. Use it as a guideline. Uh, maybe ask some additional things as the interview's going. And just do things in bite-sized chunks. Stay positive and tell people what to say, how to say it, and how to inflect, and just direct them. And it's your job to do that. The last part I want to talk about is the scripted interview. For this example, we're going to use uh, Klassen Realty Group. Klassen Realty Group is owned by my friend Mitchell Klassen. Klassen is actually the one helping me, uh, or Mitchell is actually the one helping me um, and my wife get our uh, house kind of figured out, situation figured out. <laughs> um, he's a friend of mine, and I've done some real estate videos for him um, in the past for commercial stuff. I don't do a lot of residential uh, real estate unless they're like bigger properties, um, but I've done commercial real estate videos with him in the past. But Mitchell, when we first met, the very first time we met, he wanted to do a marketing video for his um, real estate agency. Um, not a real estate video per se, but a marketing video. And so our idea was to do a minute and a half long-ish a marketing video about Class and Realty Group. And so we wrote kind of a short film story around it. Um, it's like a, I say short film, it was a commercial video that came across almost like a little mini short film. Um, it was, we shot it real cinematically and we used a lot of different things from gimbals and sliders and drones and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Uh, got lots of really neat shots and the whole entire commercial was pre-planned. We knew every single video shot we were going to have. We pre-planned all of it. And we went out and, and, and picked the days we were going to shoot and where we were going to shoot, the different locations, when we were going to get what shots. And we just went out and shot them. And the video came together really well. I'm really proud of that video. Um, but one of the things that we felt like was important for that video was to have it be interview driven. We didn't necessarily want voiceover because we wanted the, the audience or the potential customer to relate to Mitchell. We wanted them to see a face and have him talk like they're ta he's talking to them in a way, telling them about himself, how he got started, and what he does. And that was really important, that, that ability to connect the audience with Mitchell. And that was something that we decided at the beginning was, was crucial to that video. And so we knew it was going to be interview-driven, but we also knew we wanted to cap it at 90 seconds. So as such, sitting him down and doing a, an interview like you do for a dentist was not kind of... In the cards, we wanted something that we knew exactly what we were going to say word for word and how we were going to time it out. And so during the script writing process for the video, we wrote literally word for word what he was going to say. And we wrote it like a voiceover, right? Um, and you'll see when you watch this video, again, this will be on the Filming with Josh page, you'll see how, um, how, it, how, how it feels almost like a voiceover, but it's all interview driven, like you'll see him talking at times and then the rest of it will be B-roll. 
Um, so, but it comes across almost like a voiceover. And this is a scripted interview. It sounds clean because it was completely written out. I even knew which parts he was gonna be on camera for and which parts he was not gonna be on camera for. And that made it a lot easier. Here's why. When you do a scripted interview like that, the biggest challenge is having the person say the script and have them say it naturally. There are two ways that they could do it. They could either memorize the script or they could read a teleprompter. And if they want to do the teleprompter route, it's your job to bring a teleprompter. And just so you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money on a teleprompter. You can go to B&H Photo and you can get a relatively cheap teleprompter that you plug your iPad, and they even have some that work with iPhones now, uh, maybe even Android, but you can plug your phone up, get an app, and it hooks up to uh, this, this teleprompter that will connect to either your tripod or 15 millimeter rails. I mean, there's different ways that they work and they're really affordable. So for like 100, 200, 300 bucks, you could get yourself a cheap teleprompter and be a great tool to have in your kit. And so that's one way that you can do a scripted interview. Um, but the challenge with doing it the teleprompter route is making your client not appear to be reading the script. And so if you're going to go the teleprompter route, it's important that you ask your client and that you pay attention to them when they're when they are doing the interview and maybe stop them if they appear like they're reading it off and just pay attention to that. And if they come across like they're reading it, then make some adjustments, have them uh, loosen up a little, maybe uh have them do pauses or do it in bite-sized chunks, just like you would do with the other kind of interview, so that um, they have time to come across a little more naturally. So pay attention to that, because that's that's what happens uh, or can happen if you go the teleprompter route. The other way is to have them memorize the script. And that might be fine for shorter videos, but if you do longer videos or longer interviews, that could be really tough for them, because they will Usually, I know people, and people will wait to the last minute, the day before, to memorize their script, and they'll be thinking about it while they're talking, and they'll be trying to pull thoughts from their head, like, what's that next part again? And you can literally like see them trying to remember what's coming up next, <laughs> and that doesn't look good either. So one of my favorite ways to do scripted interviews is when we write the interview out, I like to plan when I want them on camera ahead of time. This is by far the easiest way to do this. So for Mitchell's video, the minute and a half video we did, I literally in the script wrote out which parts he was gonna be on camera for. I wanted him on at the very beginning when he introduced himself. I wanted him on at this other part and then I wanted him on another time at this other part. And the reason why this is so important is Mitchell only had to memorize a few different lines. He it was, he didn't, not like he had to memorize a minute and a half long script. And it's also not like he had to read off a teleprompter and I had to worry about him looking like he's reading it. Instead, I was like, hey man, I only want you to memorize these few different things, practice them a couple different times before the shoot. And then um, whenever we do the shoot, you could practice them uh, as we do it as well. And so then he's only got a few different lines to memorize and it's way easier for him to do that and to come across naturally. And so what will happen is, is I'll sit him down, uh, or, or for in this case, I sat Mitchell down for the interview and he would bout off the first part, and then we'd stop recording, and then I would have him do the second part, and then we would stop recording, and then I'd have him do the third part, and then we'd stop recording. And I wouldn't even necessarily um, do the whole script in order. I just had him go ahead and get out the parts where he has to be on camera out of the way. Then the rest of it, he just held his phone up to his in front of his face and read it off like a voiceover. And that way, all he had to do was memorize a few different parts. And then the rest he could read off like a voiceover. And when I came home, I had three different shots that had him on camera that looked really good. It looked natural. He came across natural. And the rest of it sounded like it was still interview audio, but it was actually voiceover, you know? And that's, that's how you can easily work through a scripted interview. And so you could go the teleprompter route, and I did that for um, a lot of the doctor videos I've done where it's 100% interview driven, there's no B-roll, they're long form, and rather than do a direct teleprompter word for word, we had like bulleted lists, so they just kind of remember what to talk about. Um, so you can do that, you can do 
the the memorize the whole thing route, <laughs> or you could do my favorite way, which is you pick out ahead of time what parts you want them to say on camera and just have them memorize them. And if you do that and then have them read the rest off like a voiceover, it'll be much easier for your client. Now, you might know though, or might note that in order to do that, that means you're gonna have to do some pre-planning. And that's a good thing. You need to be pre-planning your videos out as much as possible. So if you're gonna go that route, you are gonna have to take the time to sit down with your client and write out the script ahead of time. You can't just wait till the day of. You need to write it out and kind of know exactly what you're gonna say word for word, like you would write a voiceover, and then just pick out what parts you want them to memorize. It's that simple. It doesn't have to be hard. If you've written a voiceover before, you can write a scripted interview. And if it's something you don't know a lot about, sit down with your client and, and do it together. And don't have them do it because they'll go crazy and they'll make it like eight minutes long. <laughs> uh, and they're not gonna know from a video perspective um, what they should talk about and what they shouldn't. So for you to sit down with them, it's much easier for you as a, as a, a videographer, a, as a uh, creative person to sit down with them and help them write that and y'all write it together. And if you do that, then when it comes time to do the interview, uh, it can come across a lot more naturally. But that's really it, man. Like Those are the three different main types of interviews out there, the off-the-cuff, the scripted, and then the kind of in-between one where it's not off-the-cuff, but it's not scripted. You just kind of know roughly what you want them to talk about. And if you can learn how to do all three different types of interviews, um, you can be an It'll really help you in your career of uh, uh, being um, a lot more prepared and you'll come across a lot more professional um, and people will really feel comfortable around you because you're commanding. You're taking the pressure off of them by letting them know what's going to happen. And when you come across like you know what's going on and all they have to do is listen to you, they will relax right up. And if they don't and they're super tense, some people are just like that and that's why they're not actors for a living. It is what it is. You can just do the best you can do. Um, but the more prepared you are and the, and the more you understand and come across the ways that I've just discussed in this podcast, um, the more relaxed your, your clients will be or your on-camera talent will be and the easier time you'll have of getting uh, quality interviews. And that's about it, guys. There's no really no need for me to go in into anything else. Just uh, prepare ahead of time if you can. Get a bulleted list or make one yourself. If you're doing a script, pick out, if you can, pick out what shots you want them on camera for and have them memorize those. And if you're doing off-the-cuff interviews, you know, you may not have time to do a lot of preparation, but just keep it simple for you and for your talent's sake. And that's it. Thanks, guys, for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Filming with Josh podcast. It was my pleasure to hop back on and do another podcast. Hopefully, I can get back in the groove of doing these pretty consistently again. Um, if you guys have any questions about anything we talked about today, go on the Filming with Josh Facebook group and post your question there or shoot me a PM. You can also email me at josh at rusticriver.media and reach me that way as well. Thanks, guys, for your time, and I look forward to seeing you soon. To learn more about Rustic River Media, visit us online at rusticriver.media. Thanks for listening to the Filming with Josh podcast. Catch every episode by hitting subscribe today. Yeah.